TDG episode 94. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How is it going, Dave? How's it going? This is my, my generic, like, non-intro intro since I don't have a catchphrase. How's it going, Dave, is my catchphrase. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. A little, a little overworked, a little sleepy, but I got to play a lot of video games this weekend, so that was nice. Yeah, mine was kind of the opposite. Uh, I didn't have internet for like four days, <laughs> so because of the storms that came through, and, and it also made work uh, interesting. So like Wednesday afternoon, we had like a 80 mile an hour winds come through the area, um, mm-hmm. knocked out power to the people across the street from us, uh, there, that, that side of the grid. <laughs> Apparently the grid goes right down my block. Um, so a lot of people, tons and tons of people without power in the Metro Detroit area, including my store <laughs> that was working overnights mm-hmm. or partial power. So that always made it interesting. But uh, I guess I'd rather have electricity and not Internet than not both. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah but, you need one to keep yourself entertained, at least. Yeah, but we can't watch any TV. <laughs> so it's true. But um, we survived and it's it's all good. Every, you know. We're like down to like a family of three instead of a family of five now. All the uh, the older kids are gone off to college, so that's kind of been the last week or so. But um, how are things with you? Uh, things are fine. Uh, just working way too much, but like luckily I had a couple of days off because it was Sarah's birthday uh, on Saturday, so just uh, was able to get like four days off in a row to try and like relax. But I don't know about you, but like. It's four days off in a row, but the day before you have to go back to work is just like a day of dread. So that's today, uh, which is a great time to be recording. But all I think about is like, ah, crap, I got to go back to work tomorrow and deal with more bullshit. So it's like three good days off and then one day of dread uh, is what I'm dealing with right about now. Uh, but yeah, uh, everything's fine outside of that. Uh, yeah. So I didn't know that um, your girlfriend and Owen shared a birthday. I feel like we've discovered this accidentally, Twice. like every time. Uh, and then we the just forget. Like, yeah, we every forget time. Later. <laughs> and then Sarah makes a post, and then Angela makes a post for, yeah. for Owen, and it's like, oh yeah, they're the same birthday. Yeah, <laughs> there's like three people I know that are born on that on the 14th, so that's that's awesome. So, so all right, Sarah, uh, Owen, Kofi uh, Kingston. <laughs> uh, those are the three, right? Well, I mean, a, a very good friend of mine that I went to high school with. And, and you went to too, high so. school with Kofi Kingston? Yeah, absolutely. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that has done now 94 consecutive episodes, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, but we post every Thursday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, on podcast services of your choice. Uh, you can listen and if leave a review. You can um, you can listen and watch live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming, where we are an affiliate, so you can leave a subscription if you have uh, Twitch Prime uh, or if you choose to support us uh, financially that way through Twitch subs. That's also appreciative as well. Uh, other than that, there's a bunch of stuff in the show notes that you can click on and check out or just hit the website, digitaldaysgaming.com. And I'm going to throw it over to Michael. We got a a really heavy hitting news week this week, like super heavy hitting in the middle of August. So, yeah, yeah. And, and Dave is uh, is obviously joking because we're like two weeks away from Gamescom, so we'll probably have actual news to talk about. But this is more of a follow up to last week. Uh, Kotaku has confirmed with their sources, and I believe one or two other websites also uh, confirmed this. Uh, the remasters that Take Two are working on are GTA trilogy remasters. Uh, 
they keep referring to them as a trilogy, but all three games are pretty separate from each other. It's more like an anthology, if anything, but that's just me being nitpicky. Uh, GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas are apparently being remastered. Uh, and the thing that I, I find almost hard to believe is apparently they're scheduled to release this fall. Uh, and they're coming to everything, including the Switch. Uh, yes, Rockstar is one of those companies. They can totally release a Grand Theft Auto anything with little to no pre-order ramp up and hype mm-hmm. and promotion but they are releasing gta 5 on ps5 and series x this year so i would imagine they wouldn't want to throw too much but i i don't think this would affect it at all i think that the, if you're a gta fan you're, you're just getting all of it like it, what, what's it going to be like a 100 bucks total yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> for four it. games <laughs> like i mean i'm talking about if you buy gta 5 on ps5 Let's say that's trilogies, 50, yeah. 60 bucks, right? I mean, at this point in time. And then the trilogies. I, what I'm actually the most surprised about, and I, I don't know if you have it in here or not, but it sounds like they're going to be bundled into one game, which doesn't... That, that's like we, what it sounds like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it last week, and I was like, they could just release each of... The, like, in theory, with the GTA fans, they could release each of these games independently as a remaster and probably charge $40 for each of them, and yeah. and, and they would chart. Like, they, they, they would be in the top 10 for whatever month they came out with no matter i almost feel like no matter when they came out no no for sure and and it sounds like what might help this actually come to fruition is it sounds like they're looking at like potentially a digital only release at least at first Mm -hmm. which makes it make even more sense for them um and these aren't just like going to be the mobile ports that we've seen on ps4 and uh xbox because i think even on the xbox uh the you end up with like the mobile ports unless you use uh the backwards compatibility uh discs uh but i think that's only san andreas that's available on the xbox uh right now uh so this is uh, they're being remade in the unreal engine uh and they're going to blend new and old graphics with like an updated ui uh, but they're trying to make them feel as much like the originals as possible which is something we talked about last week on like how much you can actually change and it sounds like we're getting what is being described as modified versions of the originals. So like if someone ran mods on like the PC uh, versions of these games, uh, which I think is fine with me to, to be completely honest. Like I don't want mm-hmm. a full from the ground up realistic, uh, like remake of these. I don't know. How I you mean, feel I think that uh, I, again, like I, I think I mentioned before, like I'm not a big GTA guy, but I mean, the, the, obviously they're they're a juggernaut in the industry in terms of their the the franchise, um, and I think that this leads more into you know what we had talked about before, where it's obvious that like these aren't getting very much work to them if they can be if they can come out in the window that you're saying that they're going to come out in, and we hadn't heard about it yet until now, and if they also are going to be, you know tripled up or bundled up like that then there's probably not as much you know polish and rebuilding as you know doing like i'm like hopefully they tweak some of the controls a little bit and you know like maybe change some stuff that was built you know like like you had mentioned like thankfully it's not a mobile port so the controls should be a little bit more uh intuitive but uh, uh that's fine i think that this is them probably seeing like how this sells and then deciding if it's financially worth them doing a, a complete remaster or rebuild for something. It also leads me to believe that six is much, much farther off than we believe like much, much That's farther off, <laughs> like further off than like the way far off stuff we've been hearing. Cause we've yeah, been hearing like so. 2026 for GTA six is like the earliest date yeah. I've seen. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it makes sense. Like this will buy them time. And the reason it sounds like it's done, it sounds like, uh, 
so Rockstar Dundee, I believe is what they're called now, uh, formerly yeah. known as Ruffian Studios. Uh, they've been working on this game for a while. Uh, Ruffian mm-hmm. Studios helped with Crackdown 3, and then it helped uh, the Master Chief Collection. Uh, so they know a thing or two about remasters, and since this one isn't a full from the ground up remake, mm-hmm. that's why we're getting the leaks already. Because if it's close to production, that's when you usually, or you know, close to the final stages of development, that's when leaks do happen. So I'm wondering if we're gonna see something like at a Gamescom because you don't do like a big reveal for this. This is something that you just kind of throw in yeah. like a Gamescom. Or... Plus, Rockstar just doesn't care. <laughs> like, Rockstar, they, yeah, they, Rockstar doesn't care. They, like, if they not that they throw don't care, event... they just they just do their thing. Like they'll just they'll release a screenshot. Like I, I still remember for some reason like GTA Five hype. Like I'm releasing a screenshot with like an eight day counter, and it can they they can you know whatever whenever GTA came out like ten years ago. GTA Five came out like whatever ten years ago now seven years ago. Um, yeah. But they controlled the internet for like those eight days. Like, oh yeah, in terms like they, of, they single screenshot being like, "Come yeah. in next Thursday for, yep. for this," and it just destroyed the internet. They don't show up at, um, they don't show up at, uh, you know, at E three. They don't, you know, they don't go on Sony stage. They don't go on Microsoft stage. They don't. They they, they just they don't go to E three. Uh, or if they've ever been at E three, it's, it's been like super behind doors, like upstairs meeting rooms, like probably in hotels that I haven't even, mm-hmm. you know, heard of people you know covering it um they i don't remember it's been so long since they're like air you know their new game came out um but they don't uh uh what do you call it they don't um they play by there's their no, own rules yeah there's no early access there's no um impressions there's no nothing like that so yeah they they um used to actually do media events back in like the san andreas days but they haven't had to do that um I want to say the last time I heard them doing an event was maybe Red Dead One, and then after that they just they yeah. just do their own thing. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to this. I've been actually considering going back to these, even though I would have to play on PlayStation, which I believe again those are mobile ports. They're actually really good ports, but they're missing mm-hmm. tons of music, and there's just like some weird jankiness with them. Uh, I could see I, you totally playing this on the Switch, though. Like that, I know when I heard that it was like Switch, I can deal with. It's funny, like, when I play something it's, it's, like... It's a 12-year-old game. It'll run on the Switch fine. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But it's, that's one of those things where, like, I'll take the mobile port on the Switch because yeah. I can deal with jankiness on the Switch screen. Yep. But, like, when I'm on, like, my PS5 or my Series X, yep. I want, like, a full-blown, like, port remaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the Switch, I can I can take and deal with some jankiness uh yeah but i could totally i could totally see you like sitting on the couch sarah's playing 15 or 14 or whatever she's playing and you're just playing gta and like you guys yeah just just (laughs) me just doing turf wars in san andreas (laughs) which is like the most addicting thing to do in that game back in the day uh so So, but uh, i mean this is cool i mean this is kind of we talked about this last week on the earn on their they came out of their earnings call where they were you know like we went kind of down the list of franchises that they could you know like i guess you i think that you would refer to them as like a remaster or a re-release essentially yeah um and like they they were talking about they had you know more games coming this year or this fiscal year at least and like this is this obviously is i the biggest surprise out of this is that they're not splitting them up so yeah like if if they actually well i can see them doing a collection and then just releasing them separately anyways mm-hmm. but not charging full price for them obviously if you you know if they put them in a 60 dollar bundle all three they can't do them separate releases at 40 dollars each oh they can uh, they can <laughs> but they won't they're not nintendo uh, right they won't 
there have to be some, some. There have to be some incentive to buy all three of them, though. So I, I could see them being twenty five or thirty dollars a piece. You know, I could see them being like, "Hey, if you buy this game, you'll unlock skins for GTA yeah. Online account yeah. or something." Uh, there'll be some connection to GTA Online with these. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Whether it's just like, "Hey, if you own it, here's some skins or some cars." Or they they they, they, they use with. this they use this to launch their Take Two GTA accounts, and you can earn you know credit in in these remasters that you can spend in gta online because it's not even really called gta 5 online anymore it's just gta online online. right yeah yeah Yeah, and i think that's very telling for like what's going to happen with grand theft auto over the next couple years um for sure i still know people really want bully because now that they (laughs) announced these three of the six but like i really i think i think you're right though like it's like the politically correct politically correct world of video games that we live in right now i just don't know if they could if they could do it, like I, I, yeah. I, out of out of any company, like a rock star, like wouldn't care, you know, like the, like in terms of, would they would just release it and let the consumer decide? I feel like out of any yeah. company, rock stars that way, um, and just say, hey, like if people didn't like it, then they shouldn't have bought nine million copies of it or whatever, it, whatever it no, would yeah, or wouldn't exactly. sell. Like, <laughs> so, but but I also see them kind of having the thing. Uh, where you know how we hear like PlayStation is like, oh, we only want to make prestige games. Yeah. Rockstar's hit that point to where it's like, do they want to get whatever backlash Bully would right. get? I agree. Uh, uh, in which is why, which is why I think six is way far off because like the they're setting their own bar higher than they're supposed to set it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, and they're then, so they're like, high. like so I wonder like if they're if like some of these people like. I, who knows if we ever hear about it in a couple of years? They're like, we were going to do this in GTA Six, but the bosses said it wasn't enough. Like in, in terms mm-hmm. of like the stuff that you know, like I fully I, at this point in time, and and again, I haven't delved deep into the GTA world, but I, I almost feel like they need to go off world with this at this point in time, under underground or or in space. They kind of messed with that a little bit with UFOs and stuff like that in Five. Like I don't know if they can just you know make gta 6 and and have it be in you know miami or new york well, i think they and... would have to go retro or they would have to go overseas okay uh, that, like they can't just give us a u.s a new york city. or an la or a miami yeah. anymore so yeah or it, it, unless you give us retro like if you give right. us like a vice city you know uh uh-huh. eight, you know miami in the 80s then that's fine but i don't think they can do like oh here's modern day new york it's just like okay right. cool that's whatever uh, they would have to take a risk like that, but then they run into the issues of like, okay, how will this interfere with GTA Online, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they have to work against that. And to what I was saying about Bully, they lost all the big leads at mm-hmm. Rockstar. So now you have even more of a corporatization there where they're not going to want to, they're not going like to want to f- deal with the backlash for Bully. They're not going to want to deal with the backlash for Manhunt. Right. I think like the, the safest fo- the is- founders of Rockstar are, or at least half of them are gone now, right? Like he left, yeah. he's starting his own studio, and there's there's only one guy, and then there's um, I know he's he's running it, but there, I'm sure that there's financial pressure for like the I I can't imagine the, the the chart that's in that's in Rockstar's offices of expectations for six, like in, yeah, exactly. and and like yeah. where it has to be at, because again, there's a bar. And and like you know on a, on a scale of one to ten they they you know like they have a goal of hitting like somewhere between an eight and a nine possibly and then they try to do stuff that's an eleven so the expectation would be like six would be like a thirteen, at, mm-hmm. you know in terms of like stuff you could do and and I think that they're you know tw- hopefully twenty twenty six is is a safe point for them not to release it on prior gen consoles but who knows with that anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's probably, like, they have a bar graph, or they have, like, a graph that's constantly going up that once it hits a line, they're like, all right, we're next-gen only. <laughs> like, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. hit the numbers. <laughs> they're trying to figure out, like, when is that going to be, like, socially acceptable? <laughs> like, to, Yeah, <laughs> at 25 million PS5 sold or 50 million PS5 right. sold. That, that is going to determine how far their tech goes, which will just delay the game in general. Yeah, I, I really think Warriors is probably like the safest bet for like the next Grand Theft or mm-hmm. the next Rockstar remake, uh, just because it's just it's a beloved movie franchise. Uh, but we we at least now have three of these knocked out um, for for the six that they like announced. Uh, it's kind of hilarious though. We are um, we we are at this point now where video gamers pay so much attention to uh financial reports uh, us included Mm -hmm. that this is where we get our game announcements from which is just funny thinking back like this information has always technically been available through financial calls for the last like 30 years for video game franchises Mm -hmm. but no one's ever really gone to them as often as we do now because yeah that you almost you almost almost feel like that 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 the earnings call came out and then the websites are like looking you know for work for their 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 writers or content creators or whatever and saying okay let's start investigating or looking into and reaching out to sources about what we heard from this earnings call and then the earnings call is like you know kind of public information so now that some public information's out maybe the other people can kind of like you know hint around things their sources can hint around stuff so then all of a sudden Oh yeah, it's probably gonna you know it might be all it might be this one and this one and this one bundled together and like and then all of a sudden like we've got a new story so exactly whether yeah, it's it, whether it's I Kotaku exactly whomever it is <laughs> yeah you say what I, I I keep saying exactly for some reason today I don't know why it's, it's just a, tired it's okay. brain but no that's what probably happened in this scenario is like the the financial call comes out gives a little bit of a breadcrumb trail reporters then ask like all the Rockstar Studios like okay, we have an idea of what you're working on and they just start bouncing yeah. ideas off them and then someone eventually cracks or someone feels confident enough, like, well, the news is half out there. Let me just... Yeah, or they ask the, the same They ask the same question to 10 different people and they take all 10 answers and formulate one response out of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is how we also probably end up with the thing where all the places are like, oh, it's coming out this fall, which could be completely wrong. Right. That's where you end up with these, like, you know, like little false... Uh, like bullet points that come out of this stuff is because they like source it as much as they can and would an art designer know the release date of it probably (laughs) not but they might have an idea but you you just go based on their schedule they might know like hey you have to have this done but but it's also like bringing it up by holidays i think in the holiday season is is a high priority because we always talked about like you know grandma going in the store and buying spider-man or buying madden for their grandkids or whatever like in, in people are like our age or you know like a lot of our listeners are are you know similar age to us in the in the 30s i would say um that this is something that their significant other would walk in and be like oh, i remember him playing this game you know 10 years ago for hours on ends like i'm getting this for him for christmas you know yeah. and if, if if he or she sees it on the shelf and like is trying to figure out a you know i, I guess you know to be honest with you an easy 50 dollar gift that their you know their significant other you know may or may not play but it's still be like oh i had a great time with like that that opening of the gift that everybody wants like oh i had a great time playing these games i'll check this out and then they turn into michael and, and stack the shrink wrap one on top of the other six other shrink wrap mm-hmm. games especially <laughs> that one would it's gonna be three extremely yeah. long ps2 era yep. games that they're just gonna be like oh let me just dabble in this one uh, let me just dabble in this one then just right. go finish all three which will be me we'll <laughs> but i guess the, at, the, at the same time if it's only going to be digital only then that kind of nixes that entire idea 
um, t- for the most mm-hmm. part. But I mean, like I talked about with Skyward Sword, like nostalgia got to me. I was like, I, I want to play it. Like, yeah, it, it was 10 years old, but I want to play it. And I'm sucked into it halfway, be- halfway because I didn't have Internet and I can play my switch. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. So. All right. The the next news story, uh, this was just starting to develop today or yesterday. Uh, so people can fly the developers behind Outriders. Uh, they haven't received royalties, uh, according to like a blog post that was translated uh, from Polish. Uh, they were supposed to start receiving royalties once development promotion and distribution costs were covered from sales of the game, but they have yet to receive such uh, money or income. Um, and the crazy thing is they don't have sales data. They're pretty much in the dark on how successful the game has been. All they have to go off of is from something Square Enix reported in a financial call two months ago where they said Outriders was a success uh, in large part due to uh, Game Pass bringing in or helping them reach 3.5 million players. Mm-hmm. And that's now what people can fly are kind of going off of, of just like, Hey, we're being kept in the dark about how much this game sold. That's very important to us getting bonuses. And then square just being like, it was successful at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like we might be getting a little bit of a battle between people can fly and square in terms of like, what does success mean? And, mm-hmm. uh, what, what needs to happen for them to start getting paid. And it sounds like this is, going to be one of those things that people are going to look to for for game pass uh but it's just square being square yeah this the, like. the, i just i just want to make sure that that's clear right now this is square being square um and like the square did this years ago to tomb raider the remaster that came out exclusively on xbox first and then playstation and uh ps4 at the time it was like a year exclusivity and they came out and said it just didn't meet the expectations of what we expect from our triple a titles like will you signed an exclusive contract for an, on a lesser platform per year um at the, but then now it also seems like that they're not, not they're hiding revenue and they're hiding sales figures from um from the developer which is shady as hell um and like so i just want to make sure like this is not a game pass problem like game pass didn't hurt this um square got a significant chunk of money to put the game on game pass we know that the alleged number is three point five people well well i'm just talking about how much money game pass paid to square to get it on to get it on game pass but the rumored number is erroneously high i think um but it's like somewhere like i've heard like 40 to 50 million and i think that's ridiculous but yeah no i um, think it's probably closer to like one to ten million (laughs) yeah um so but this but again either way like this is you know like and I guess contracts get weird of like the wording is is Game Pass numbers or game, is Game Pass money considered sales? Does that go into the sales bucket or the revenue that, bucket? That is what people can fly want to know. Right. It's like it was successful for them two months ago, but it is not successful as yeah. of now when they should be getting their royalties. Correct. And then regardless of uh, the the first regardless of Game Pass, it it charted on Steam for the first six weeks it was out like it's it charted in the top three on steam for quite a long time so you couldn't you couldn't game pass it through steam um and albeit april when it came out was a very down month for games so it's like you know whatever's even halfway decent rises to the top um but it's just it just seems like this seems really really weird and this is one of those things where i don't does square enix square enix does not own people can fly correct no no it was just a publishing so it was a third deal. Part, it, was, it was a publishing arm deal so yeah 
they, yeah, they backed I, it financially. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if people implied tries not to sign a deal with Square again. <laughs> um, they Square has a bad track record with yeah. Western uh, developers. Uh, they their expectations are always way too high. We know they're taking a bath because Avengers, but they have to keep pushing Avengers content, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they don't want to do anymore. Black Panther came out this week. That was not cheap for them to to do, and they right. still have to produce the Spider-Man content. Well, and, and the ironic, the irony of that is that this seems to be like solid content for the the Avenger player base. The stuff I'm seeing and hearing on social media with this stuff, it's it's either out or it's it's, it's coming out or it's or out. the the yeah the hype around it, and people are like, hey, this is actually like this is this is fun. This is like. You know, like a year later, like every every game that gets that like second year patch as a games as a service of like, hey, this is what we learned. And this is what we're changing. It sounds like this might be something really good for Avengers, but it also might be just too little too late. It's going to bring people that already bought it back, but is it going to bring new players in is the problem that right. they're having with Avengers. But they signed a contract with Marvel to where they can't just pull the plug. Any other mm-hmm. game like Avengers would have they just would have just canceled the content we see it all the time i mean anthem mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> canceled all their plans but they're stuck with a contract with marvel so they're just like okay we just have to keep producing this content mm-hmm. uh but square just just has this bad track record with this stuff and the thing with game pass is the game pass probably did hurt them in terms of having a tail uh for mm-hmm. the game sales you know like they got that initial chunk of money but who knows what they expected to get sales-wise throughout the months. And then it was just like, okay, we paid a chunk of money to get it on uh, on Game Pass. Uh, but as far as I know, I don't think Game Pass kind of has a structure necessarily like Plus does. Where Plus, at least back in the day, Plus had the thing of like, they get paid based on how many people actually downloaded it. As opposed right. to what I understand with Game Pass is this, here's a lump sum of money to put it on a service for a specific amount of time. Right. And Outriders didn't help itself because there was a good month where it's like, hey, your save mm-hmm. might be eaten. Uh, we don't really have a roadmap. So something you said before recording, there's like a six week window where a new game is actually played by people. And then mm-hmm. if it doesn't have a roadmap or long tail, people just forget about it. Well, so that's exactly Outriders- that's exactly what happened with me with Outriders is that um, anytime that I thought about playing it, I'd see something on social media about the possibility of this happening or this needing to be patched or it didn't feel rewarding. And I'm like, okay, like this is the double-edged sword. So it's double-edged sword for Game Pass, at least for me. It's like, all right, it's there. I, I know it's not going anywhere. Like as of right now, you usually get about you get a two-week to a month window of when, when it's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a couple people that I knew that were playing it, but a lot of people that were playing it were and it, were playing it on other platforms. Um, cross play wasn't working as well as it should have been at launch either, along with the other stuff that it had going on. Um, I know that it's it's a it's a it's a good game and that's fine and and I, I do want to play it, um, but it was one of those things where it's a it's also a one and done game. Like you kind of go through and play it, whether you play it by yourself, you play it with some buds and and you know or your friends. It's a one and done and you're over with. So in terms of long, like there's nothing. If somebody played it on Game Pass or bought it, um, you know, to play it on PlayStation or, or or PC, they you know they play the thirty or forty hour base campaign and they move on. So, mm-hmm. you know, like it, 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 it may or may not have gotten people's attention to subscribe to Game Pass. I'd be really curious if it increased their subscription number, um, even a small bit. But 
it's it's just super interesting and then it's what's really it, and and i hope that we find out but what's really what's going to be really bad is because this we talked about this when it when it was announced that it was coming to game pass like it was only like announced it was coming to game pass like a month or six weeks before it was coming out um mm-hmm. and there was already some pre-orders i knew some people personally that had to cancel some of their pre-orders because they're like why am i going to pay 60 or 70 dollars for it if i can play it on game pass um and I, I, I hope that Square Enix isn't going, well, that doesn't count as sales revenue. That's that that's a publisher deal. You know, like mm-hmm. that's a deal that yeah. we signed that we signed with Microsoft to, you know, like and we got the money for that, but that doesn't help your game sale revenue. So that doesn't count as you know, like that's that's really bad if that's the case. Like that's really bad from Square. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping this gets resolved by the time even this episode goes live for uh the podcast feeds towards Square's like, Oh hey, we we cut them a check sort of thing. Because this is bad on Square that like this mm-hmm. stuff came out. And you know how the internet goes, like, you know, people immediately make their opinions on how this went down and then they might not want to work with Square again, um, right. just based off this coming out and there being any sort of confusion on a developer not yep. getting paid. This is the so, same question we had about uh, MLB The Show, because MLB, Major League Baseball, is the one that signed the deal to put it on Game Pass, not Sony Santa Monica, because yeah. ML- MLB is the publisher for it on other platforms other than Sony's platforms. Um, so, like, this is super, like, like everything we heard was, hey, this was an MLB decision. This wasn't a Sony decision. So I would let, be led to believe, like, this was 100% a Square decision, not a People Can Fly decision. Um, mm-hmm. So now does, like, the, 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 then the same question arises. Does Sony get some of the cut of, you know, or, or is, is Sony is, does Sony get some of the cut of that MLB publishing deal with, game pass or do they just benefit from the microtransactions like because yeah, and the answer know, is probably a little bit of both but yeah. not quite a hundred percent like you could say the other way around with as quiet as the as developers have been about so you know we hear from publishers about game pass because they're pocketing the money but in the it's you know th- developers that use publishers that's why we're seeing like a lot of these indie games and, and microsoft is probably going right to the develop the indie developer directly and the indie people are getting a lot of like they're talking about how successful financially game pass has mm-hmm. been for them in terms of money up front. And then also just sales because mm-hmm. people are talking about their game. But uh, I mean, they're, but anybody's looking, looking directly. at, yeah, anybody's looking to not game pass right now. So like, I, I would not be surprised to see a bunch of anti game pass stuff. Like, like, look at what it's doing. And I'm like, okay, well you really need to understand like what, what's going on here. If a publisher is screwing the developer, not the platform, you know, not game yeah. pass. So, it's either someone. It's it's either that or someone at People Can Fly's lawyers, <laughs> like did not do a good enough job reading this contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is probably scary for you know the future of Outriders because Outriders was like had enough good word coming from it that it's like oh they could probably do an Outriders too if they wanted, yeah, but absolutely. not in this scenario. Anymore. Well, but you know, I I would Square owns Outriders IP. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they, like you know, it. they had people can fly. They've signed a deal with people can fly to make the game. If I'm, if any of this, even half of this is true of what Square is possibly doing to people can fly, and then Square comes to people and fly and goes, hey, like, like we want to, you know, we want you guys to make a sequel. I'd be like, oh, what? <laughs> and the reverse of this is Square being like, oh my god, this isn't exactly what's happening. Why did you go public with this <laughs> sort of scenario? Yep. Where it could just be like some weird miscommunication that immediately got blown up because a story got out. So mm-hmm. it could work both ways to where people can fly. It could be like, oh, we're so sorry. We did we did not understand what was happening. 
and then Square being like, cool, we're going to bury yeah. this IP now. Well, I also want, I also wonder if, you know, again, speculation, but depending on how long this game is on Game Pass, maybe the money doesn't come until it's over. Could be, could be, could be something like that. And, you know, or it does, it, it comes in chunks. Like it's a, it, you know, it's, it, you know, it comes quarterly based on this, you know, like to your point, like the success of it on the Game Pass platform of like, okay, here's mm-hmm. this much money now. And then we'll see, you know, and then you get like, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out here. You get five bucks every time somebody downloads it or something, you know, like yeah, via Game Pass. Like that's totally arbitrary numbers though. But Yeah. Uh, but again, the, the Game Pass is such a new thing that like we're going to run into scenarios like this where they have to now structure deals. Like if you're a developer signing with a publisher, you probably have to structure your deal like, hey, if you sell this to Game Pass or PlayStation Now or Stadia, mm-hmm. you need to give us that info so we could know how we're doing. Because mm-hmm. all this is so new that all these contracts that were signed three, four years ago when development started did not think of Stadia, did not think of Game Pass, did not think of mm-hmm. PS Now. And now right. they have to uh, account for this. It's the same thing the movie industry was going through with Netflix and is going through now with the streaming war, which is why Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney right now mm-hmm. is because her contract said her movie would have been released in theaters and she gets back end money from the box office. And then the COVID happened and Disney was like, <laughs> we now have a streaming service. So we're going to just put it there. And that messed with her money. And that's why she's suing disney right now so we're seeing this in the we're seeing this in the movie industry and we're seeing this in the game industry how like these services are going to affect business and publishers and the, and the, and need to and the music the music industry went through it 10 years yeah, ago five years ago yeah. so it's still going through it uh, <laughs> yeah. to this day really with like all the spotify Spot, stuff yep. here. spotify yeah so it, it'll be it'll be super interesting to see um how it all plays out so yeah uh that's it for news uh there's a lot of little stuff uh but nothing nothing major to talk about uh xbox is getting hd or 4k screens which are menus which cracked me up that people actually gave a shit <laughs> yeah about the dashboard not being in 4k i didn't notice but i play on a monitor so i, I it's always 1080p <laughs> for me uh but that's it uh you want to take us to the next right. segment yeah, so sadly we get something else in here uh, in our What's Delayed segment. So Life yeah. is Strange remastered, delayed until early 2022. Delayed from September 10th. Again, less than 30-day window. I hate it. I know. It's so shit. Yeah. And, and and then, you know, this is this is a long-term delay. So this isn't like, like they you know, early 2022. Like this isn't a, a publishing issue or this isn't a manufacturing issue. This is like, hey, something's not right with the game. Um. And then True Colors is still on target. So I know this is your franchise, yeah. your kind of yeah. thing. So go ahead. True Colors uh, was supposed to release the same day as Life is Strange Remastered, September 10th, which I always thought was a bad idea uh, because people really have a love, me included, for the original Life is Strange games. So releasing the new one the same day you're doing a remastered is kind of cannibalizing your own market. Uh, so, But True Colors is apparently still coming on September 10th, except the Switch version has been delayed to sometime this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't able to give an exact date for True Colors on the Switch, but yeah, I, they should have. This definitely, especially because it's a a big delay. You know, it's just early 2022, so we're talking about like potentially like six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew this was coming, and they just didn't want to say, and that well, sucks because this was also a pre-order uh, bonus, yeah. I believe, for mm-hmm. the the collector's edition. So, but that's the thing luck. too is like I I feel like my perspective. 
somehow, and I'm not developing the game, obviously, but these two games should have been flipped. <laughs> the remaster no, should have. Yeah. yeah, the remaster should be out, and then True Colors should come out afterwards because, like, I haven't played them, and I've heard great things about them. I think I even have some on Plus and other and other avenues. But um, I'm like, why am I going to play them if there's a remaster coming out? If, I, if I'm even thinking about playing it, I want to play the best version possible. And now, like, I'm not going to play True Colors before I play the remasters. Me. Yeah, you know, like, especially like they they all are separate games, but you don't know if there's going to be some little bit of hint at the previous one, so you'll better enjoy playing the remasters first before playing True Colors, uh, just so you can get used to that like world if you haven't played before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is uh, also published by Square Enix. Square Enix is having a week <laughs> <laughs> uh, with this stuff, but yeah, I always thought it was a bad idea to release them on the same day. I know it's the collector's edition for True Colors, or whatever they're calling it, that comes with Life is Strange Remastered. So I'm assuming those discs are being printed already if there's a physical release. So I don't mm-hmm. know. It'll just probably, it was probably always going to be like a sheet of paper in the True Colors box saying yeah. download the remastered. But still, like if you're, you pre-ordered this, this collector's edition, a special edition, and then you find out half of it isn't coming until next year, you're going to be, you're going to be, pissed you're gonna be a little bummed out mm-hmm. uh, and you better hope those remasters are working pretty well because you're gonna be even more disappointed uh if they turn out not to be a good thing yeah i just feel like the remasters were kind of like a like a a great throw in like here's here's a new entry in the franchise and here's the older ones upscaled for you to play and now mm-hmm. just it's just weird so yeah all right uh, what we're playing and watching. You want to go first? Yeah, I have a hell of a list this week. Uh, despite uh, work being hell, I did have the last like four days off. Uh, so I played quite a few games. Uh, the first one is uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. Boyfriend Dungeon was actually announced in Nintendo Indie World uh, on Thursday and released the same day. So I bought it on the Switch and then later that day, because I was at work all day, I found out it was on Game Pass. Uh which I saw was disappointing because I already had bought it on the Switch uh, just to find out it's on Game Pass. So that's on me <laughs> for not paying attention to social media enough while at work. Uh, but I did buy it on the Switch. It runs well on the Switch. So Boyfriend Dungeon is a game. It's a, a dungeon crawler uh, dating sim. So in this world, you have your wielders and weapons. And the weapons can turn... Or humans that can turn into weapons... So you level up your weapon by going through dating sim mechanics. So building a relationship with these swords who all turn into like sexy people. Uh, And then you're just trying to get your character to get courage and get into the dating game and also slay monsters. Uh, It's got a very cutesy top down design when you're actually in the world. Like you have your your overmap going to the dungeons and different parts of the town takes place in a modern city, modern times. So you're texting with uh, the sexy weapons and you're texting with, you know, people getting the story out that way. The um, actual fighting mechanics, it's a dungeon crawler. So you just have like a light, heavy attack and like a roll each weapon or person. I don't know exactly how you want to call them. They have their own abilities that they give you. So you pick one you like based on, uh, well, you pick one based on their personality because that's what you would want to do in this game, as opposed to the weapon's actual ability. But off, but right now I'm kind of going off the weapon's ability, which means I have to tolerate some annoying characters potentially. 
uh, which isn't, you know, like the best idea uh, to do. But overall, after like um, maybe like three hours into the game, I'm enjoying like the, the light dungeon crawling mechanics. It's nothing too challenging, but I'm mostly into like the, the music. The dialogue's really funny. One thing that does kind of bother me about it, though, is all the characters are, you know, coming at your character, flirting with your character, which is fine. It's a dating sim. But none of them really can be ignored for the most part. You, you, you know, you can tell some characters like, no, or you can be kind of a dick to some characters. So they like hopefully leave you alone, but that doesn't work. So they continue to like hit on you and bother you, which is a little frustrating because I find like the two people that I want to focus my character on. And then I have to deal with like the dialogue from the people I don't give a shit about uh, as they continue to text my character and I have to interact with them. And go along on dates with them, and it's just like, just can't leave you, can't, me alone. Can't you just ghost them or ignore them? You can, but you kind of get locked into sometimes uh, of just like, okay, I want to progress a story, and I don't find, I can't find a way to progress the story unless I click and interact with those characters. I'm hoping that changes later on as, uh, I, you know, you you get more comfortable with other characters, and I think the reason they're forcing me to do that early on is because they want me to interact with all the characters in their their story before I decide which ones I want my character to Are you sure to you really don't like this person? You should really get to know this person first before you decide that. No, and it's exactly what it feels like, but it's just like I already made my decision for the most part. So it's just kind of working against the system. Michael's already that. made his judgment just based on surfaces, okay? That's... Hey, I had, you know what? When, when you get like some weird douchebag looking guy, you know, I just know my character isn't going to be into that, that, that person. Okay. Dude's wearing no shirt and a leather jacket. Not into that. Not into that. Uh, the 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 potential like investor guy with like a deep voice. Yeah, come kind of into that. So I want to talk to him, or I want to talk to like the gruff street girl. So I want to talk to those two. Michael's character has standards. Yeah, yeah. Hello. and then you I, you, get, you get like the the douchey like stuck up guy who I already know is like going to be like a villain based off like the brief interactions I've had with him already of just like, Oh, I already know you're going to be a villain. So what if I just ignore you and just enjoy time with Valerie and Isaac? Like those are the two people I want to spend time with. I don't care about you, Sunder. I don't care about you, <laughs> Eric. Everyone has cool ass names, but Eric, like who the fuck wants to date a guy named Eric? That's my brother's name. Like, ill. not going to do that. Um, so that's boyfriend dungeon. Uh, then I'm playing, I see, I just like casually just go through this. Uh, and then we have, uh, back for blood, uh, which is doing its uh, open beta this weekend. So played that I ended up having like, uh, I was able to hop on with my friends, which is the problem I had the previous week. Uh, I was able to hop on this weekend and I played with them from like 11 to four 30 in the morning, which was just yeah, I think I saw really you tweet fun. something when I was at work, and I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's I I already knew I was going to love this game based off my mm-hmm. previous interactions, but I wanted to get a really long session in this game and was able to have fun just, you know, because I was playing with my friends and all that. But I actually got into the card system when you're sitting down and doing a long stretch. Because for this game, you're, you're building a deck that gives you different abilities, so it's like uh extra life five percent health all that stuff Mm -hmm. but as you play the story that's available to you in the beta the your deck is constantly having cards added to it and then there's also cards that affect the world 
of like, mm -hmm. oh, the world's going to have more fog or there's going to be more of this creature in it. And those cards keep stacking after you finish chapters. So after a four-hour session of not dying and continuing through the story, the game got difficult in different ways, and it's all completely random based on those cards. So I really like that aspect of just, like, when you get into a session, the game is going to progressively get a little bit more challenging and throw curveballs at you based on these cards. And the beta had limited cards available, so I can just imagine what's going to happen when the game's actually out and they actually have more mm -hmm. cards to work with. So that aspect is starting to change my mind completely because uh, I was like the the thing I was worried about with this game is like I I don't know if you remember but at one point I was like I hope you could turn the cards off and just play this game and now playing the game properly it's like oh okay I can see yeah I guess the biggest thing is as long as the game continues to give you cards enough cards and not make you feel mm -hmm. like that you need to go buy packs like that's the mm -hmm. that's the balance they're gonna have to hit like yeah, to where it's it, like I have enough. But there's a chance that I could get some cool ones if I spend like three bucks. Like, but I have enough that I don't have to do it, but I kind of want to do it. Like, that's where I think that a balance with a microtransaction can be good. Of like, versus like, okay, like, well, if you wanna, if you wanna have a chance to beat this, I don't even know, like this tier seven activity, you need to go get these cards, and they're paid cards only. Like, that's gonna suck. Yeah, I, I'm hoping they don't actually sell like the cards, or at least like the mutation cards or whatever they call them that make the game harder. Like, I, I'm fine if they sell basic cards, but I hope they stick with, like, cosmetics, which I should have done research on, like, what they're mm -hmm. actually planning to do with them, uh, because there are going to be microtransactions in this game. Also, um, you know, possibly discarding cards and getting in-game currency to then use the in-game currency to buy other cards. Mm -hmm. I hope some system like that. I do like, though, it seems like... Um, they do throw a lot of like money in the game where like you just find piles of it so you can like buy upgrades in between rounds for your weapons. Yeah. Uh, but I noticed there's like a little bit of strategy that like the Left 4 Dead games didn't have to where me and my friends when we're at the chest or like the little store thing in between rounds and we're just like, okay, what what's your loadout so I can get mm -hmm. stuff to complement that loadout? Oh, there's a benefit I could give all of us, but I need 800 gold okay, everyone throw their money on the ground so I can pick up the 800 gold so I can get this thing to benefit the whole team. I really like that aspect of... Yeah. You, chip, you, you guys ship 200 in now, we complete this activity, we all, we're all we going to get 5,000 gold and we can distribute it amongst, you know... Yeah, there was, there was, there was mutations like that or whatever they call mm -hmm. them uh, to where it's like, oh, we can earn 10% more money if we buy this card. Uh, let's put our money into it because we're getting closer to harder content, so we're going to need mm -hmm. this currency to buy more upgrades later. Right. Uh, so I really got into the card system surprisingly after being like hesitant about it. But mm -hmm. it, again, beta, very limited cards available. So we'll see what it turns out to be when the final game comes out. Because uh, yeah, we've sure. seen games get wrecked <laughs> by yeah. like, systems like this before. Um, so that was that. Um, I'm back into Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, yeah, our, so, our Discord channel for like a day and a half turned into like a whole conversation about it yeah so uh sarah was looking to leave her current free company data center um and i was telling her that all my friends from high school that we have a discord server with all seven of them have recently got back into final fantasy 14 so she was like well i'll join them but can you also join uh just because she doesn't know everyone in, the, in that server so I was like, okay, yeah. Um, so I basically paid the $18 to change data centers. 
so I can move to another data center. Even though I could have waited technically till November, but like she wants to play now, I want to play now Mm -hmm. uh, because my group of seven or eight people, four or five of them have completed the game and they just do like their dailies, their their daily weekly grind. But we also have like three or four new people that Mm -hmm. are just starting. So me, who's only had a tank up to level 23, it's like, oh, you know, I guess it would be fun to go through that content with the people starting out that are new since they're not that far off from my area. Because Sarah's already finished the game. She finished Shadowbringers, all the expansion. So there's not much me and her can do together because I'm so low level. So while she's playing uh, with my friends that have beaten the game and are at her level, I now have like three people that are starting new characters so i'm just mm-hmm. waiting for them to like level up their characters so we can take on some of the early dungeons uh because why there are benefits for someone like sarah to do dungeons that are the older dungeons her character so leveled up she'll be one-shotting most of the enemies which just wouldn't be good mm-hmm. <laughs> you know for for anyone that would be playing with like uh, that high level uh character so did that. So I paid the $18 to change the data center. Really easy. It was a little worrisome because uh, sometimes server capacity could be weird. So there is a chance that I would have had to wake up at 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning <laughs> and change data centers at that time. But luckily, I was able to do it at a, on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, so starting that, I'm actually playing it on PC. Uh, oh, nice. So I ended up buying the complete edition from Square Enix's website, which was like $23. But it's all four expansions, the base game. Mm-hmm. So bought that, set it up on PC. Wasn't too bad. Um, the load time, since I have an SSD, are close to what I w- was getting on the PS5. So that that's all good. Uh, I, the only problem is now I just have to kind of grind and then also wait for my friends to catch up because I'm just high enough of a level from them that we can't really do any of the dungeons together yet. Mm-hmm. So just kind of playing a waiting game. I'm too low level to play with Sarah and some of my friends, but then my other friends who just started, I'm too high a level to play with them. So I'm stuck like in between. And then finally, I downloaded fucking Abandoned, the (laughs) real-time experience. And that was a waste of time. I am getting more and more into the camp that like these are just people that are way in over their heads and don't know what they're doing because oh my god i don't know if did you pay attention to any of the abandoned shit last week a little bit i kept pretty much all i kept seeing is that it oh we're, we're trying to deploy a patch it's it's coming it's delayed it's coming there's a cool trailer coming but it's delayed yeah yeah so the real-time thing came out tuesday they delayed it to like friday after everyone had downloaded they're like oh we have to patch it they patched it and then all it loads is like a four second video of like a shadow walking across a room They then did an interview saying like, well, we had to patch it and the only way to patch it was to cut everything down to four seconds, which is just like, what the fuck are you doing at this point? Uh, And then they're basically claiming that they're not scammers, which I I don't believe they're scammers because I don't see the hustle in this. I just think they're people that are just weighing over their head. And now I really want PlayStation to come out like Kojima's already said he's not anything to do with it konami's come out and said they have nothing to do with it i need playstation to come out and just say something about like hey we gave these guys a platform uh they're using our logo uh as their logo uh but we have nothing to do with this we just wanted to give like they had a they they had a pitch 
and we thought the pitch was good, so we gave him a spotlight. We're letting him publish something on our store, but we have nothing to do with this because people are still holding out hope that this is something. But if it was, it wouldn't be this sloppy. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, the, this whole thing is such a waste if, of time. If, if Sony was truly involved in this, Sony would have stepped in and said, hey, you know what? Stop talking. Shut yeah. up until you're ready to release it at its, at, its, at its highest potential capacity. Like, just, you are not allowed to talk. <laughs> like, and instead, <laughs> because they're independent, Sony's like, just let them suffer. But it's like Sony, yeah. at a certain point, needs to just step in and like, hey, you've never let anyone do this real-time trailer bullshit. You're letting them mm-hmm. do it. You gave them a platform on the PlayStation blog, mm-hmm. which is... The PlayStation blog didn't used to mean too much five, ten years ago, but now it's where Sony makes all their major announcements. So now there's prestige and importance on the PlayStation blog. So that because they gave Abandon a platform, they gave pla- Abandon a platform. <laughs> and, and, and now we're in this scenario where these poor developers, like are shooting themselves in the foot left and right and they have no other no other recourse but to keep digging themselves a hole and hope it it works out for them Mm -hmm. because if they just quit and are like sorry we we fucked up they're never going to be trusted again so they just have to keep doing this shit until something comes out and it's just a bad look on obviously the developers but also like sony for giving them the platform to fuck themselves over Mm -hmm. uh but I, again, but even then, like as I say that, it's not PlayStation's responsibility at the same time either. Of this, like they paid to have that shit on their store because you can't just put stuff on a store for free, right? So I, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, but that that's it for me for for playing. I watched the Field of Dreams game. That was like the the highlight of stuff I watched. Uh, they did a pretty good job with that. Game. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the game, but I saw the the opening thing which i thought was great and then uh, obviously the, the game ending with the walk off was super cool and then for you being the white Sox was probably a cool experience yeah it, i i love the setup for that it was funny though like i had a pitch to sarah like hey i'm gonna watch a baseball game tonight and she's like oh okay i'm like it's a really special game she's like what's special i'm like they're playing in a cornfield in iowa and then she was just like okay I'm like, yeah, but they're playing in the cornfield in Iowa. Then I'd explain what Field of Dreams is. I was saying, has she help. seen Field of Dreams? No, no, no. Um, and Field of Dreams, is, it's an okay movie. But like, yeah. at one point, like she's watching it with me. And she's like, oh, it's kind of a cool setup and everything like that. Uh, but they kept showing the clip from the movie where uh, I think it's Shoeless Joe Jackson's character like turns mm-hmm. around and he's just like, is this heaven? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kevin Costner is like, no, it's Iowa. And then the guy just is like, oh, and then he like turns around and that kept cracking me and Sarah up yeah. every time. Because it's a moment that kind of only works in the movie. But then when you put it right. out of context, it's the stupidest shit in the world, mm-hmm. uh, which just every time they showed that clip during the game, it just cracked me up and Sarah. And I'm now just we're gonna... just saying that to each other now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just more curious, like what major league baseball is going to do with this field <laughs> they already announced the next game for next year which is i know but i don't I, I don't feel like you can use like that's a lot of money for one game a year like uh, most farmers are subsidized by the government anyway so i don't know no, no i just it. i just meant from major league like you know like i'm assuming major league baseball owns the land yeah i would imagine the only thing that is kind of dumb though is like it the movie it's the white Sox 
It's a, mm-hmm. the movies are basically about the White Sox, and next year they're they're going to do the Cubs and the Reds, and it's just mm-hmm. what's the point at that point? Then it's you're just playing in a cornfield. It's not the field of dreams. It's just you're just playing in a cornfield. Right. Uh, so I don't. I think they'll do it next year, and then it's probably going to stop after that because I feel like it's not going to matter. Or they need to do like a series there. Like I, I thought it was going to be a series. Yeah, but it was just one game. So. I was really hoping. This sounds weird because of COVID last year. I was really because it was supposed to originally take place last year. Right. Uh, I was really hoping because the playoffs were all fucked up and they were doing that stupid like, oh, we're playing in like three different states. We're, we're going to bubble in Iowa. <laughs> like, it would have worked. <laughs> like if they were just were like, hey, the World Series is taking place in the field of dreams because this is yep. the only year we can do it. That would have been fantastic. Like that would have been interesting. And it's Iowa. So the players wouldn't have gotten into trouble because it's <laughs> Iowa and there's nothing to do. But I, uh, I think if they, if you do, I mean, obviously, like a, any team that hosts the All Star Game would probably be like, "Hey, no way!" But um, if you put the All Star Game in Kansas City, St. Louis, or Chicago, I, I, I maybe even Minnesota is probably too far. But any of those three cities, and like put the home run derby in at the Field of Dreams thing, that'd be cool. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I think that that's a huge ticket sale thing for any. It's did almost like see, three three games. Yeah. Did you hear how expensive the tickets were for that game? No, I, I don't even know how many did it hold because it, it only uh, had the it, it only had like down the baselines. Right. It only had the fan like there was no fans yeah, in the yeah. outfield. I, I think I heard like 8000, but that sounded too high. Yeah. Uh, but apparently uh, th- there was there was thirty five hundred a ticket, uh, which I didn't think people in Iowa, like in the middle of nowhere, would have right. thirty five hundred. But, but that's, it, the, I, that's the whole thing that I'm wondering. It's like, OK, like that thing wasn't cheap to make. I'm, it wasn't expensive to make. It's not a high end ballpark or anything like that, but it wasn't. It wasn't cheap. And then I'd be curious, like profitability wise, did they make their money back already? Maybe. Yeah. Know. Well, but just off the average, it was the highest rated regular season game uh, since like 2005. So they they must have made their money with advertisement and then overcharging the people of Iowa 3500, which was probably just all out of town people anyway. I, I don't know if MLB is overcharging them versus. Um, people scalping them buying the tickets and scalping them and then putting them on the market but i i don't yeah. i don't i don't i haven't looked into it enough to see or to know so yeah uh that's it for me uh what did okay. you end up playing um so like i mentioned i didn't have internet wednesday through saturday um so it was a lot of it was i'm like 20 hours or 22 hours into zelda skyward sword um i've determined that this is probably story-wise like my favorite zelda in mm-hmm. terms of it's like like i said it's an origin story for the entire Zelda franchise. So there's been points that I know are coming. There's 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 an order of things that I remembered in my mind that aren't happening in that same order. So I'm getting a little, you know, kind of surprised by certain things. Um, but uh, it's, it's at the same time where it's my favorite lore based story based one. <laughs> these these fighting mechanics suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm getting a little bit better at it now that I've just like as I've been continuously going through and. Trying to be a little bit, I guess, more patient, but um, just like switching, switching gadgets live in the game, um, and you know, like constantly trying to use the right stick to pull the camera out, and it, and it, and it pulls the sword out um, because the right stick is really only used for the sword unless you're holding down a different button. Um, so, but uh, it's also one of these things where I feel like I, I, I don't know how to articulate this correctly, but I, every time I save it, I see the counter. And like I said, I know I'm like 20 some odd hours in. 
Um, and obviously, I was playing a little bit more because I couldn't play online stuff. Um, but it doesn't feel like I've been playing for 20 hours. Like these, like for whatever reason, the Zelda franchise hits with me where I'm in, you know, in dungeons and 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 almost kind of doing a Metroidvania style thing where I'm kind of doubling back to something to, to the same area I was to then find another hidden area within that's another dungeon. Mm-hmm. So and I'm like, and that's not annoying me. Like in terms of because the story elements are are so good, it's not annoying me. I have to cough. Dave, still, I think it's the basement, Dave. I yeah, think I'm, starting to, I'm starting to think so too. Yeah. So because I've been fine since I came down here, um, and this is like the first time I've been down here since we recorded last week. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm really enjoying that part of it and 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 the story part. I really want. Owen to 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 have the same experience I'm having, but at the same time I have to realize he's six, and like, my wife said it best. She came in and she sat down for a little bit, or she was walking by and she was seeing some story thing play out in the game, and she's like, "This game," she's like, "These games really need voice acting." <laughs> like, it's it's because yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading. Like, and. And I've been trying to read out loud to Owen when he's there, and I think sometimes he just gets, you know, like gets annoyed because when I'm reading, like I'm not doing like different voices or different, you know, like you know cadences or anything like that, um, or I'm not reading or you know doing any kind of any kind of emotion. I'm just reading. So, um, and I know I'm sure it's expensive, but and I'm sure people would hate it. But even at this point, like Link, you you already don't ever read, or, or it's implied that Link doesn't talk. Um, mm-hmm. so at, at this point, people are always like, well, what's Zelda supposed to sound like? Well, in theory, she could sound like a different person every single time because it's a different incarnation of Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the same, it's not the same Zelda in every game and it's not the same, you know, characters in every game. So like, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't understand that. Even if somebody would just read the text that's on the screen, like even if there was a narrator, um, I think it would help or it, the option to have a narrator on, you know, like the TikTok voice. I'm kidding. <laughs> You know, but, you know, a text-to-speech thing, I think, sometimes would be even better than just nothing at this point. But um, I wonder what the no, the accessibility on the Switch probably doesn't feature that. Right. No. So, um, and then watching, um, again, no internet for a while, which meant essentially no TV watching unless we were putzing on our phones. Thankfully, our phones have unlimited data. Um, I did start, as the Wi-Fi issue extended over time, I did start looking into the possibility of, like, USB-C to HDMI cables, <laughs> mm-hmm. screen sc- screen mirroring like on the Roku, and we figured out that there's a couple things we can do. But my wife was a little worried about the quality, and then as soon as it became abundant that we maybe need to do something, like the Wi-Fi started working again. Um, so it does kind of suck though, because you know, it, well, it, it, to be fair, since I didn't have Wi-Fi, I wouldn't have had cable either, because <laughs> they're yeah. the same they're the same ecosystem, so I wouldn't have been able to watch anything anyways. Um, but it's just, you know, it's it just one of those things where you realize, like, she's like, we can't even watch movies because <laughs> it's all downloaded and everything. <laughs> we And then I don't have a lot of uh, DVD players anymore. Yeah. Although I did tell her I could hook up the PS4 if we got if she wanted it to watch something bad enough. Uh, on oh, yeah, a disc. yeah, because you're digital. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes yep. sense. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Yep. So I mean, we ended up watching Ted Lasso, and then uh, Saturday was Owen's birthday, and we took Owen to his first uh, Tiger game. It was a Saturday night game, which is kind of rare. 
as like a six o'clock game. Um, Miguel Cabrera is chasing 500 home runs, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was really cool to to see the ballpark full. I went in May for my birthday, and it was very very empty, very dense. Uh, and then this it, this one was full. I wouldn't say I, I guess I wouldn't call it crowded, but it was it was busy enough. Um, and it was cool just to kind of to be there again for Comerica Park, where the Tigers play, to be near capacity and and a lot of cheering and people. Um, I guess what I call like you know fair weather baseball fans of like there everybody when Miguel Cabrera would would get up uh, come to bat they would all stand up and start and I, and I was fortunate enough that I was in a seat where I didn't have to stand up and I, I was videoing it and just in case you know just kind of on my phone just videoing because it, it, it would have been cool to see history like that but he had a fly ball. And like eighty percent of the ballpark was like, and I'm like, yeah, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> Don't you love that? Like when when a player's chasing at every time yeah. they hit the ball, everyone freaks out, and it's just like you guys yep. watch baseball, right? You know where yeah. the ball is going. Or they were booing him because he got walked with like a runner on first, and I'm like, that guy's not giving up that home run. Like he's not going to yeah, be that no. guy. <laughs> like no like, pitcher wants to give up that home run, and yeah. if you can walk Miguel Cabrera, yes, you, you still walk Miguel. Cabrera. Yeah, I, I, regardless, he's still considered a arguably a top five hitter of all time mm-hmm. so it's like you're not he's getting pitched around already yeah. and then you know like there was a point where he let off an inning i was like okay well this is where i think he a will see something to hit and b where he might actually try you know like he might actually like all right i want to i'm gonna try to hit a home run um because it, he he he's on the downward spiral of his the downward descent of his career um you know but he still is a, a very, very good hitter, um, and he can. But he's also on a team that's developing into a relatively good team, um, much, much faster than they're supposed to be. The team's flirting with 500. This was a team that you know two years ago lost like 100 games, and they're they're progressing in, in a direction that's that's very interesting. And I think he still wants to be a part of that. Like this team could next year could battle for a playoff spot. If the if the if the players continue to to ride, and I would not have thought that at the beginning of this year at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're definitely in this in this development thing where he's chasing 500 home runs and 3,000 hits, and he's already he's already a lock for the Hall of Fame because he's like the first guy to win the Triple Crown in like 50 years. Um, and if he if he gets the 500 home runs, obviously, and the um, the what do you call it, the 3,000 hits, like he's a guaranteed lock, probably unanimous if he can do all that. So. Um, but it was cool to be there to see that. Uh, everybody's like, oh, you might catch that. I'm like, no, we're sitting behind the plate, so <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, but it was definitely fun. So um, uh, that's pretty much it. You know, like I said, we, wa- we we did end up watching Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso had a Christmas episode. It was Some people hated it, but it was pretty. I thought it was pretty funny. And mm-hmm. I love how like, like Apple TV kind of does the um, – like they did it with Mythic Quest, and like they do, like the I feel like the I guess the best way to call it is like the one off that doesn't it kind of like branches off from the story for like a week. Yeah, yeah. That, that so it's nice I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure if it's an Apple TV thing. It seems to be more I've noticed it more on Apple TV shows, but other shows do it as well. It's just that the three or four series is that we've been watching on Apple TV tend to do it. So this is a Christmas. I don't know if this is supposed to be a Christmas in July or a Christmas in August episode or something, mm-hmm. but just where it kind of took place in the in the in the story of that so yep again i'm still enjoying ted lasso um if you haven't seen it yet um i and, and you have the the ability to get an apple tv you know check if you've bought an apple product in the last 12 or 18 months you probably have a year subscription laying in your email somewhere i definitely think it's worth checking out and, and watching the show so uh that's it for me though so 
So uh, we'll hit some questions really quick. Uh, questions and comments using hashtag AskDigitalDays. Um, so you, the first one comes from Ali, Ali Sean. We haven't heard from him in a little bit, so I'm glad to hear he's still around. Uh, as far as a team, as as teams DC redeemed themselves with the Snyder Cut and the Suicide Squad, are there any other characters you'd like to see on these teams in the future? And, and what what other team in the DC would you like to see in a live action? Um, so for me, there's a, there's a couple. So like, I would love to see, I know like a Green Lantern something's coming, but I would want to see a proper Green Lantern corpse movie or TV show where you don't even need to have like a Hal Jordan Earth Green Lantern. Just do the Green Lanterns in space doing their police force Nova team stuff. Like, I think that's the, the problem with superhero movies when they get too big especially dc right now just trying to connect them all with the other movies can be kind of difficult screen lanterns is like the one opportunity they could just do their own thing and mm-hmm. not touch any of the dc stuff until the dc stuff on earth is like figured the fuck out <laughs> in terms of like all right who's batman right now who's mm-hmm. superman uh you can do the green lanterns corp like in space and they can live separately until you're ready to pull them in i i think that would be really good uh, I know we already got a Birds of Prey movie, but I would like to see, like, a proper Birds of Prey, which is, like, Batgirl, Black Canary, and Huntress, uh, as opposed to the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey that we got. I would rather see the original Birds of Prey. Um, and then I really, really want, like, a... Uh... Well, I think we'll get a Gotham City Sirens, which is, like, Harley Quinn Catwoman. I think that's already announced uh, mm-hmm. with, like, Poison Ivy... Uh, but I want a Batman like family, kind of like what we're getting with Gotham Knights or what? What is it called? Is it Gotham Knights? Yeah. yeah. Um, where you just get all the Robins together because there's so many Robins and they all have stories that interconnect with each other in the comics. So I would really like to see something with all the Robins as opposed to the current DC universe where there's only one Robin we know of and he's dead. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to see. Nightwing and the Red Hood, all of the different variations of Robin and like Batgirl kind of doing their own thing. Uh, though I, I hear Titans is a good TV show, but I have not. Yeah, not I've heard good things Titans. about it as well. So, yeah. Um, I uh, would love to see like a deeper, like, you, like similar to what you want, like a deeper dive into the, I, I, and I guess I don't even know if this is the correct name to call him. I'm, I'm not deep into the Bruce Wayne, Dick Grayson relationship. Like yeah. either like like either a TV show or a movie that's more developing of Robin becoming Robin. Yeah, and and because Tra- like training the- and learning, you know, like I mean, I know that he has a background as a as a uh, an acrobat, you know, but at yeah. the same time, like an acrobat just doesn't automatically know how to like fight and and you know. So. Yeah, and and the comics definitely have explored why he's so good at being like a crime fighter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I would like to see a Robin origin with Batman yeah. as opposed to what we get now with Titans where he's like, oh, I hate Batman now because he's yeah. an abusive uh, guardian. Yeah. I think you know? I think a television show, like a Dick Grayson television show of the time from when he is like whatever, 17, 18 years old until he's like 23, 24 of where you don't even really see like whoever they, they whoever they decide to cast is Bruce Wayne and Alfred like I'm fine with. But it's more of like... Um, 90% of the show is is them in street clothes and 10% of the show is them in their out in their in their superhero form. Yeah, and then you can transition like him to 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 Nightwing and mm-hmm. then introduce another Robin 
yeah. uh, and see if there's some sort of conflict when Batman replaces a Robin with another Robin. Like, there's got to be yeah. something there in terms of yeah. just like. So I think I think that would be I think that'd be really cool. And the, and the same thing. Like, I think the Aquaman storyline is super interesting, and I would love to see them like how they they tie it in. And I, I guess for me, like I've seen the little. I guess I've still been watching Smallville. Um, I've seen the little hints at. The Flash and at Aquaman, like they don't call them that, but they're like they mm-hmm. they, they hover around. Where the colors yeah. and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, so it's like it's 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 always been so, like super interesting, and it just got it just got me thinking more and more, you know. Yeah. So, um, uh, next question is from Robert Cartwright. Uh, do you think the PS5 interface has taken a step backwards compared to the F- the PS4? I do think it has some good features, but surely the addition of folders should be a st- should be standard. Um. I think a step backwards is is hard um, to say. I think it's a step sideways. It's, it's different, um, and but I think we got so comfortable and so used to the PS4 interfaces that any kind of change feels odd. Um, folders, I don't care. I didn't really use them very much on the PS4. I used them on the I PS4. Off those. I okay. I used them on the PS4 when I had a substantial hard drive in my PS4, okay. and that was where they were necessary. Right now, I can probably hold five games if I'm lucky. <laughs> so. Yeah, that that is definitely a good point. Until like you upgrade the hard drive and every all that, like you don't really need folders. I use an external SSD, so I'm kind of using up uh, a lot of space on on that interface. So folders would be great for me. But yeah, I don't. I think a step back is too harsh. I will say the PS4 one had a lot of good things going for it. And they did feel like on the PS5, they they used the PS4 interface as a base, and then they changed certain things just to change certain things. But I see, we're, we already see them going back on, like, the trophies, for instance, mm-hmm. during the beta. I think they did a total step back on how they present trophies mm-hmm. in the PS5, but they're fixing that. And we're going to get our, our, our horizontal, our, our vertical list or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's going to be similar to the PS4. Uh, this stuff's always a work in progress. People like factory reset your PS3 and then look at that uh, <laughs> like interface, even though it mostly stayed the same, all the tweaks they made to it to uh, improve upon it. And the PS4 went through this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't know exactly what to expect until people start using it and interacting with it. It was just like, oh, okay, people are going to want to do this. Uh, but I think folders will be coming eventually. I think, to Dave's point, you don't do the folders until you let them, uh, like, add storage to their device yeah. so they can actually have a reason to use the folders. Because ideally, I think, I, I, th- I think their first priority was getting this these other external like this other internal SSD to work. Like I think that yeah. that has been their first priority. And now that that's working, I think you'll start seeing a little bit more quality like firmware updates that are coming. Um, yeah, no, and that's what uh, what I'm kind of expecting uh, is just they needed to get because right now, like realistically, I think you could fit eight games on your dashboard, mm-hmm. and unless you're only, playing a bunch of indie games, <laughs> no, exactly. Unless you're playing indie games, like realistically, you're getting like what four or five yeah. full PS5 releases on your interface. Uh, so they, it, this wasn't a priority, but as now people can upgrade, you'll hear more people want folders. Yeah, and, when you start seeing people that, ch- that that choose to spend the same amount they spend on the console for a hard drive, um, and then they can have two and a half, I think, because like, you can get up to like a two terabyte internal right now. 
No, I or... don't think there's a limit right now, but okay, it's really so, expensive. It's like $400 yeah. for a two terabyte. Right. So um, as they start, people start getting two, two and a half plus terabytes of available space. I think that's when you're going to start seeing a more of a, a clamoring for um, quality of life stuff within the, within the interface. The store is a complete backwards. A back, a I, 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 I treat both. Terrible. Yeah, I, I treat both the Xbox Store and the PlayStation Store as the same as I don't go to them on the consoles unless I have to. I just use the apps. Uh, like I, I like using the console for the stores, and the PS5 store is just atrocious. It, I, I never want to interact with it. Like I'm just like, okay, where's everything? Because it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just now I have to know exactly what I want to buy so I can just search for it. And even then, like, yeah. it can get confusing. I'm like, oh, here's a PS5 one. Here's a PS4 one. Um, it's gotten better at letting you know which one is which, but there's still instances where I'm like, all right, let me click into this one and read for a couple seconds just to make sure I'm getting right. the right one. All right. So the last two questions kind of go hand in hand, I feel like. So we're going to – I'm going to read them both together. Uh, Stefan Wren writes, would you ever quit your job and do podcasting full time if you could earn enough money doing it? And then um, – Penwell writes on Twitter, sends, uh, how do you hope Digital Days Gaming will grow in the next few years? So uh, would I ever would I ever quit my job and podcast full-time if I could earn enough money doing it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate my job currently, so yes, definitely. Um, so that I, I feel like that that would be a yes um, if we could uh, if we could you know if we could do that um, right now in terms of where digital days gaming is at with in, in terms of um, like twitch support and patreon support and just download numbers and things like that um, I, I'm I, I feel like that we're doing better than I thought we would um, talking to a couple of other people and kind of getting vague um, vague ballpark figures of of what how they do versus how we're doing i'm 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 like okay like we're we're okay um but uh things can always be better is is like a common theme but that's true with anything even if you're like yeah a top 10 podcast at number nine you're gonna be like well we could be number eight or seven right uh but Um, definitely like i don't know where i would want to see this going other than i just want to continue to still do this (laughs) <laughs> you know like uh i guess what, what I, yeah what i would envision yeah absolutely like having fun like not what not like not at feeling i i feel less stressed over the last year and a half than i have in a long time sitting in front of a microphone um and playing video games like i, I feel substantially less stressed that, that that is a huge contribution to really doing little to no written work um and for the most part discovering that pr is 100 percent okay with no written work <laughs> um yeah. like that you know like from a, a business standpoint of like okay like expectations and when i send when i send something to a pr company they're like yeah awesome perfect that's all i needed thanks that's great and i'm like oh, and i'm nervous when i send it to them you know yeah. <laughs> and you know so then the um so that that's always been you know a concern um but obviously getting uh, growing digital days gaming means possible more opportunities to cover more things which also means more work air quotes work so like we're michael and i are being very selective of uh, how deep down the rabbit hole we go with that because we both have lives outside of um outside of digital days and lives and, and, and jobs outside of digital days so and 
you know, there's definitely different avenues of life. And if you guys have all heard and listened, listened to us, especially me, like I have definite high peaks and valleys of I'm on overnights for two months. Like that messes with a lot of stuff. And I've got two kids in college and I've got a, you know, a kid that's going into, you know, all day elementary school pretty soon. Like those are, you know, those are avenues. Michael's moving and in the process of, you know, putting down roots for, you know, possible future of the life that he is, he, he may or may be having in, in the next five years, like, um, yeah. versus, you know, versus like, I'm, I'm pretty much established. I don't see myself doing like a major career change anytime soon. And, you know, I've got, you know, I've got, a, I've got a wife and I've got kids and I, and I own a home, you know? So, um, but where I would like to see the future of digital days going is I just want to see the community continue to grow and play games together. Like that's, that's what I really want. And, and I'm loving all this cross play stuff and, and, and these other conversations of seeing games, you know, come up like final fantasy 14 being talked about in the discord. Like that's not my, that's not my wheelhouse at all. And I love seeing the conversations happening in, in the discord and, and or seeing some stuff going on in, in chat where um, one of the guys that asked the question, uh, Stefan Wren, he's always been like, he's always been backlog guy and he's been, you know, telling us about how he's been catching up on his backlog, backlog. But um, he now, some of the, cause he lives in the UK and there's a handful of UK listeners we have, which, which are great. And they interact in the group. Um, they've gotten him to start playing like rainbow six and multiplayer games with him. And he was like, you know, six months ago, he was kind of like anti multiplayer and not anti-multiplayer he just didn't do it and now he's like he's been playing rainbow six with them on their weekly you know friday poker night that they have like i always call about and they they and then they post stuff in 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 the facebook group and it's amazing like and and i love it like so he's now exposed to a whole new a whole new group of people and they're playing games together on somebody's birthday and you know like they're drinking and and they're and they're they're drinking and they're shooting stuff with their friends and like that's that that's digital days gaming foundation that's that's what i've always wanted to see um and if, if somehow we can make that bigger across whether you play with a keyboard and mouse, whether you play with a controller, whether you play with a toddler in your lap, whether you play with your wife yelling at you across the room because you're playing video games too late, like that's that's our lives. Like, so, and, and yeah, I want to yeah, see that, that bigger. So, yeah, community growth is like the thing that I, I, I care about just seeing people interact with. I like when I like. I'm busy at work all day and then at the end of the day like I'm on the bus going home and I just click our Facebook group and I see there's like 10 posts from like different people mm-hmm. and they're having like conversations and I see a post that doesn't involve me and Dave at all that has like 25 comments mm-hmm. and I just see people just interacting having fun that's that's what I want to see continue that grow though obviously as that grows that gets a little scarier because then that's when you, <laughs> you know you have to Manage, Mon- yeah mo- you Baby, know. babysit <laughs> yeah uh so that stuff is definitely uh out there um, we've had a couple it, we've had a couple one-offs but for the most part like our, our community is is solid so yeah yeah uh so like that's the only fear i have with like community growth is because then that will be something it's inevitable it's with every community uh mm-hmm. but i just want to continue to see that 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 group grow and then also just being able to just continue to do this and have fun. You know, like I don't, I'm never, we're 94 episodes in and I haven't been like, fuck, I got to record today. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's always, you know, even when I'm sick, I I show up, you know, Dave was coughing for like a month straight. Uh, but we still wanted to put on a show. And and the fact of the matter is like that you guys, you guys are appreciative that we continue to do this. And, and, and it's a commitment that we've made to you, to, to the community to where like, I, I, like it bothered me that I missed a week. Like Josh did a great job. Like, but it still bothered me that I missed a week and didn't talk to you guys. And when I put something on Twitter or Facebook about it, they're like, "Hey, you're like you're entitled to, to take some time off." And you know, like, and then it it never really felt like that before. 
So, and yeah. you know, like, so it's just kind of one of those things where like there was a, there was a standard set prior. And if we, if we tried to deviate from that standard, um, that was always like, that was always frowned upon. And now like it's our standard and there's, if, if something has to alter or change or we record like, like Michael and I have recorded shows at 10 o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon, seven o'clock in the evening and one o'clock in the evening, like in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. So like, it's just like, that's just, and we, we just make it work and you know, we, we, we figure it out and you guys are there. And if you're not there on Twitch this week, that's fine. If you're there next week, that's great. If you download the show, thank you so much. If you could leave a review, that'd be great. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it, that's, that's your prerogative. If you only listen to us because you like to hear us talk about PlayStation. Awesome. Um, if you don't like it when we don't talk about PlayStation, like, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, you don't, yeah. if you don't like, if you don't like game pass, there's a fast forward button. I mean, like, I, I don't know what to tell you, but it's definitely like with cross platform play coming like this in, and all this stuff happening. Like there's, there's, I, I look, the, the future looks bright and I hope that everybody could look at every platform and, you know, if you want to buy back for blood and play it on your PlayStation, cause that's all you own. Cool. We've got some we got some people in the community that are going to play it on Game Pass, and you can join the Discord voice channel and shoot stuff in the face with your buddies. So. Mm-hmm. All right, um, social media. So that's our show for the week. So on socials, you can contact us at Digital Days Pod. That's the main account on Twitter. Michael's is uh, at the first MJC, and mine is at Good Dave Hunt. Um, the, just like Michael mentioned, the Facebook group can, uh, there's always a couple things going on in there. Uh, you can check that out. Discord servers kind of turned into a Final Fantasy nerd fest, but that's great. <laughs> so, um, if it keeps going, I'll make them. We'll make them their own room. <laughs> um, but I, again, I, I love to see that. So all the the links to the Facebook group, the links to to, to the Discord channel are in the show notes. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/DigitalDaysGaming. That link is in the show notes as well. There's different tiers in there. Feel free to check them out. If that's a way you want to support us, there's a PayPal link in there. Again, you can use a Twitch subscription if you want. Um, you can. There's t-shirts, teesprings.com slash digitaldaysgaming. There's hoodies there. Maybe get some hoodies because it is mid-August, which means it's going to be hoodie weather like in six weeks <laughs> in some places of the country. Um, or you can be like Michael and wear a hoodie right now. <laughs> yep. AC's uh, full blast right now. So, so um, I hope everyone has a great week and uh, keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya.